Farm Friends, welcome into another edition of our Farm Friends Pen Care Total Office Podcast. Once again, my name is Graham Cadell, and it's good to have you back here with us for yet another week of an exciting topic. And we're going to talk more real estate this week. We've got a guy that knows his stuff, and we're going to tell you who he is here in just a minute. We always like to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, which is David Pennell with Pen Care Total Office and also the Ash County Chamber of Commerce. We certainly do appreciate their support. We'll hear from Pen Care, and we will be right back. Is the desk in your office falling apart? Does your task chair leave your back aching? Is your waiting room an unwelcome sight for your customers? Tired of driving miles just to purchase your office supplies? Then you need to call PenCare Total Office today at 336-990-0774. PenCare Total Office is a full-service office furniture and office supply dealer, providing quality products and services at competitive prices. Locally owned and operated by David and Linda Pennell, see their beautiful retail showroom located at Midtown Plaza in North Wilkesboro. See them online at PenCareLLC.com or on Facebook. From the break room to the boardroom, PenCare Total Office totally has it all. Yes, they do, and thank you very much. Once again, if you see David Pennell, uh, tell him thank you for his support of allowing us to do this each week right here on the farm. All right, uh, another real estate guru in our studio this afternoon. That's what I call you guys, Mr. John Gatewood. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, hey Graham. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you, uh, first and foremost, for taking time to put me on your schedule. Thank you. Because I know how you guys operate, man. It's like y'all are madmen out there in the real estate world. It's seven days a week, 14 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> there you go. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, John is uh, with the Realty One Group and uh, has been in the biz for a while. Before we get into some of that, a uh, little bit of background on John Gatewood. Yes, I'm originally from Atlanta um, or a couple hours south of there, but I moved up here originally in 2004. My dad's a local builder, Daryl okay. Hamilton. Oh, okay. And, um, I came up here and visited him quite a bit and fell in love with the high country and in 2004 made the leap to move up here because I just, I love the climate. I love the people. Um, I've been very fortunate to travel the world and this is the place that felt most like home and I've always loved it up here. So I got to ask you the, uh, you say you're from Atlanta. Have you always been a Falcons fan? I am a Falcons fan. <laughs> I will say oddly enough, I do pull for the bucks. My mom and um, family live down in the tampa bay area and i've gone to okay. a lot of bucks games i know they're competitors and with the panthers and the falcons but uh i do like the bucks a lot it's, i am a falcons fan even though we've had a, a hard hard run for a long time i just wanted to ask you about that matty ice he's pretty special back there and uh it's how can you not be a bucks fan with tom brady now right yeah but i mean i was a bucks <laughs> fan for years just, right. I just i mean tampa bay probably my second home i like the people and the culture down there and stuff right. like that but uh atlanta falcons fans you either love them or don't love them uh but it's uh I'm, I'm definitely a falcons fan all right good deal well for uh some of you listening there today you may realize that uh, you may say well i know that guy too from stomp and brew and we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes but uh, let's talk about real estate and how long have you been in ash county or coming to ash county and how did you kind of get on this track of going into real estate i started coming up here probably in 2000 okay and uh got into real estate in 2004 um just as a regular broker, I actually used to co-own a, a local brokerage here. And um, even during the recession, I was not here, but I was in real estate marketing for regional home builders. We would sell four to 500 houses per year. Mm-hmm. I did their marketing and their sales programs. Um, just have always enjoyed construction, real estate. I really love marketing. That's that's my biggest passion is 
advertising. Um, yeah. I've been very fortunate. I opened a web design company in Atlanta in 2001, and we've been in business now for 21 years. Oh. Uh, I don't operate it. My partner does, but um, I just have always had a passion for internet advertising and with the way things have changed over the years, that's definitely um, been been a bonus for my business, knowing how to do that with my clients' listings or my buyer clients is utilizing technology to to make the process very, very simple for them. So are you one of these guys that went to school specifically for that, or did it just kind of come second nature to you? Well, oddly enough, I, I guess I'm a senior in college technically, but because I had started my own business and was somewhat successful and have started other businesses before uh, – my senior year, I had an entrepreneurship and marketing okay. teacher that said, why are you here? Oh, okay. So I actually dropped out of college just to focus on my businesses, and I think it <laughs> right. was probably a good decision. But I, I did go to college based on marketing and professional sales and entrepreneurship were my, my majors. All right. And speaking of that note, um, we're going to get into this in just a minute, but uh, obviously your website speaks volumes just for your real estate company that you've got or you're involved with. Uh, it's very sharp. Thank you. It's very well done, and um, people can click on johngatewood.com. Now, John is spelled J-O-N, not J-O-H-N, correct? Correct. All right. Wanted to make sure I got that in there right, because yep. uh, people be like, wait a minute, what did he say? All right. So it's J-O-N, John Gatewood, G-A-T-E-W-O-O-D. And uh, again, his website is very impressive, so check it out. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about the obvious uh the market here in the high country, John, I know um, you know it left and right and upside and from one side to the other. So uh, it's still a seller's market. Is that right? It is very much still a seller's market. Even with what you read in the news about interest rates going up, they're still at historical lows, but it is definitely a, a seller's market. We have so much lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of buyer clients that are always looking and it's a needle in a haystack trying to find something. Right. A lot of people are, you know, trying to focus on West Jefferson or Fleetwood, and they're expanding it to Lansing, to Creston, to Warrensville, to Laurel Springs. I mean, people are having to not be as choosy because of the lack of the inventory. So um, it's still a great time to sell if you um, – it is competitive on the buyer side if you've got I to buy, sell something and buy something, but it is an amazing time right now to sell because we're still getting historically high prices. Um mostly driven by the cost of building. Yeah. Um, our market here in the high country has always been kind of parallel. If the cost of building goes up, the cost of real estate goes up on the resales, which has been good for homeowners. They right. can get higher than they normally would prices. Have, have you seen anything like it is now for uh, for buyers or for builders in the, the way the materials are through the roof, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, I just did a considerable renovation on a house I bought. And I mean, I waited five months for a garage door. I waited five months for wind for one window that had to be replaced. Okay. Um, we thought it'd be a two month renovation. It took almost six months. Uh-huh. We thought it would be sixty thousand dollars. Ended up being over a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Um, and we were just happy to get it done enough. And we're still not we're still not done. But um, the supply chain issues, inflation is definitely hurting us. Uh, and the lack of labor here in the high country is the biggest problem that. I'm seeing because it's even for people who are buying existing homes, trying to get somebody to come remodel or to renovate or fix something, yeah. an electrical outlet, a toilet. I mean, it's taking a lot longer and a lot more expensive to get that done. Well, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that. And um, I wanted to ask you, too, is there any silver linings in all of this right now, aside from maybe there's still the so-called low interest rates? I think the interest rates going up will um 
change a little bit of the um, the buying capability of some buyers, and yeah. we'll try, try to kind of mild it out or mellow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but until construction costs come down, which I'm, I've got a lot of clients that are higher up the food chain when it comes to distributors yeah. of lumber and building materials, and they're saying you know twelve to eighteen months. They're they're forecasting it should get back, not to great prices, but at least not what it is right now. Should level off a little bit, maybe even decrease a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Within uh, after two thousand and twenty two. Yeah, it's just going to take a while. Isn't I think it? it's going to be second or third quarter of two thousand twenty three. And it's not cheap when you have a contractor that goes out there and fills his diesel truck up and drives across the county two or three times in a a day for some of them. And next thing you know, they're filling up again. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to a contractor this morning, and it was two hundred dollars. Every couple of days, he was filling up in diesel his first truck just to go check two or three job sites. It's, an, it's just I mean, insane. I fill, I fill up. <laughs> I don't have a diesel. I have. I mean, it's ninety bucks for me to fill up my Forerunner, and right, I'm burning four tanks a week yeah. in gas. Yeah, it's that's that's tough. I mean, that's that's hard on that's hard on everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, and especially you go you go to the grocery store or whatever. You know, uh, in a contractor's case, they go to a hardware store or a supply outlet, and it's just. It's not there, or if it is there, it's going to take three weeks to get there. Yep. It's a lot of issues going on. Um, back to um, the seller's market here in Ash County. What's the um, – well, let me ask you this first. What's the ideal home, or what's the, what's an ideal ideal second home for people that are looking in Ash County? Uh, is, it the, is it the house by the creek with a stream running by and people sitting on the front deck? What's, what's the deal? Well, in almost 20 years of real estate experience, it's still the log cabin with long-range views on the river with a creek beside the house. And I don't think they understand geography. of The views are at the top of the mountain, <laughs> and the river is at the bottom of the, the mountain. Um, right. That's where it all starts off as. But the main thing is a three to four to $450,000 rustic home or a log cabin with mm-hmm. good views. Uh, riverfront property is very, very hard to find right now. But most people want something with a stream. Um, what has changed the last two to three years is the Airbnb and the VRBO market. A lot of people are wanting something that they can put on Airbnb and try to cover the mortgage. Yeah. Or put it on vacation rental by owner or to list it with one of our – we have many really great local rental agencies uh, here in Ashe County. And they, they want that opportunity, um, which that's starting to become – a little bit of a, a talking point because a lot of HOAs um, or homeowners associations are starting to restrict that, but that's kind of the ideal thing. That three hundred to four fifty yep. rustic home with a good view, right? Three bedrooms, two baths, two and a half baths. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the sweet spot. When did you see the the VRBOs vacation rental? How, explain those two, Airbnb and the VRBO, okay, for people well, that don't know. Well, traditionally, especially here in the high country, if you wanted to have a vacation, if you if you owned a home up here as a second home and say you used it six weeks out of the year, you would rent it out through one of the local vacation rental companies. Okay. And they charge 25 to 35% okay. um, management fee. And they take care of a lot and they earn their money and then some. Okay, uh, I definitely support them. Um, the Airbnb market is where you as a homeowner can manage it yourself for a lot less fee. I don't know the exact dollars, but a, a lot less than 25 to 35% management fee. Right. But then you have to take care of cleaning or get somebody to clean it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, VRBO and Airbnb are kind of synonymous. Okay. Um, but it is getting people the ability to rent their house out and either make money or cover their mortgage to where they can basically have a second home for no holding costs or no monthly fees. 
All right. And I would imagine not everything that glitters is always gold, as they say. And if you're a homeowner and you're trying to do this on your own, I think you probably uh, you might be advised to get all the facts and know your know your stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm working with a client in Blowing Rock currently that we found a house. They really like it, but didn't have parking. <laughs> yeah, it's like great. This will be a great rental property for you, and it would be an amazing property for you. But guess what? You don't have anywhere to park cars. Okay, and you know you can't overnight park in you know park in the parking garage over in Blowing Rock, and that's been an issue. So it's on paper, it looks like it's this great opportunity but right. you know three weeks of delving into it and researching it we're realizing hey this is not a good play you know and yeah. you know i'm i'm i've always been of a fan of i'm not going to tell you what you want to hear i want to tell you what you need to know because if you have to call me a week later and say you've got to sell it i want to know that you you made a good decision and i could get you out of that situation especially after going through the recession and yeah having people that needed to sell property and we couldn't to be honest, couldn't give them away back in 08 and 09. Exactly. Once again today, folks, if you're just tuning in, we're chatting here with John Gatewood with Realty One Group. He's a uh, real estate guru and marketing guru and all of the above. Uh, we're just chatting about various things here. I hear a lot of people say, in, in for example, this came into my own family here recently, uh, a house uh, that my parents had and deciding what to do with it, mm-hmm. whether we sell it, keep it, whatever. And then, of course, the, uh, the thought came around, well, we Airbnb it. And I'm like, do I really want that headache? You know, it's got to be a situation where I guess if you're um, maybe if you're retired or you don't work insane hours like you and I do, then you might have time to do that. Absolutely. I mean, some people are great at it. I have a few clients that have four or five of them here in the county, mm-hmm. and that's what one of the spouses does. I mean, she runs the whole thing off of her cell phone. Okay. Very, very successfully. Okay. But at the same time, when stuff does happen, I'm been clients of mine for 18 years it's like hey john will you go let these people into the house you yeah know? or can you go get the lockbox fixed or can well you... i would but i'm in uh, murphy today yeah and i'm like <laughs> i can get there but it's gonna be three or four hours so. yeah exactly hey let's go back to uh the selling aspect here focusing a little bit more on the selling here in ash county and i know it's no secret that listings right now are hard to find is that right they're hard to find um i think we have plateaued on our price appreciation i mean we're starting to see more price decreases um across the board across the whole high country whether it be on land whether it be on houses whether it be on lots right we've finally hit the buyers at this point have gotten knowledgeable enough that they're not just going to pay any price for a house sure we are still seeing multiple offers and still seeing stuff sell well above asking price or list price Mm -hmm. but um you know whereas if you go back to october of last year there might be five price decreases in the high country in a three-day period yeah now it's like 20 Okay. Now, I don't think that's an alarm, but I do think that is um, a realization that, you know, there's not a pie in the sky anymore. You've got to be reasonable. You've got to sell it for a reasonable price. Um, so I think right now is probably one of the best times to sell. Yeah. Because it's, you know, we're going to be, with the interest rates going up, you're looking at a price correction here soon. Okay. Backing up to the pandemic time when it first occurred or maybe shortly after it occurred and people realized and everybody started well not everybody but a lot of folks started working from home okay mm-hmm. how quickly did you sell a home when these people that are calling up and they're buying homes in ash in the surrounding high country you know i i heard all these stories is like you know people were buying houses without even looking at them because they could come and work in these rural areas is that the case uh, or was the case it was the case and it, i mean i closed on a house in february that was a sight unseen deal i mean there you go um it 
fit the bill. We didn't have to compete with multiple offers. Uh, it was a great property on Helton Creek. I mean, on the creek. Okay. Um, and but we are still seeing a lot of the sight unseen offers because people can't get here at the drop of a hat. And if a house only lasts on the market for two or three days, um, it's uh, you know something that you do still see. Yeah. I would. I would probably warn sellers to probably really talk to their agent mm-hmm. about considering those offers because the last thing you want to have happen is it goes under contract, then they come look at it, they don't like it, it comes back on the market, and that does have a somewhat uh, stigma attached. Like, sure. well, what happened? What was wrong with the house? You yeah, know, was it a home inspection issue? Was it an appraisal issue? Even if it was only under contract for two or three days, but. Um, I think we're getting less of the sight unseen, but it is hard for a buyer from Raleigh just to drop everything they're doing to come look at a house in 24 hours after it's gone on the market. So if they find that house, if they something pops up and they say, okay, this there's a guy or a gal in Raleigh, how, how does that work? Do they just put a chunk of money down and say, hold it for so many hours and come and check it out? Or That's an option. Um, North Carolina is still what we call a due diligence state. Okay. So you usually put two big deposits down when you buy a house. Okay. You have a due diligence fee, which is non-refundable. Mm-hmm. It goes directly to the seller. They can go cash the check and go buy a car with it if they want to or buy a steak dinner. Okay. And then they have an earnest money deposit, which is held by an attorney, which is refundable if they cancel a contract within time. Mm-hmm. What we have seen in this fast ramp up through the pandemic and after is these due diligence fees. You know, they used to be $1,500, $2,000. Now okay. they're $50,000 and $75,000. Jeez. That's a lot of money to risk on a house that you haven't even looked at yet. Right. Um, and a lot of sellers in the seller's market are dictating that because they want to know that you've got, as as a buyer, you've got skin in the game. You're mm-hmm. not going to walk away from a house if you know you're going to lose $10,000, dollars $100,000. Right. So um, that's the risk that these buyers doing sight unseen offers are. Um, I mean, I do have some clients that trust me Yeah. to do I'll go video them. We do a lot of Zoom meetings. We do a lot of FaceTime showings. We do a lot of research. Um, and um, I'd say probably two out of ten of my clients will actually trust me to put an offer in for them without them seeing it because they can't get here. Right. Um, but it's it's definitely, as a, bu- as a buyer, I would be leery of it because you want to make sure that it works for you and your family. Right. If a, if a uh, buyer slash seller has a good experience with you, John, they're going to come back to you. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I've been very fortunate that, I mean, I've had clients for over 18 years. I mean, right. Whole real, I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not clients anymore. They're friends and family at this point. Sure. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um, let, let me ask you, uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity. Well, have you got any special listings right now? I know they're slim. Maybe I, maybe. Not just for Ash County, but anything you'd like to mention today? Yeah, I mean, I've got one that's coming on the market today. Actually, when I get leave this podcast, and I'll I'll, I'll go and put it on. It's uh, actually a house out in Crumpler. It has river access. There's a common area on the river, but it is a 1,300-ish square foot house with a she shed, a about 600-square-foot barn, and it's completely off the grid. Okay. No power hooked up to it. They are completely self-sufficient. Wow. Uh, it can be on the grid if a buyer does choose to want to have it reconnected, and they'll do what's called net metering, okay. which means you'll use your power, sell it back to, Blue, to Brimco, or um, you'll use Brimco at nighttime when you're not generating. But it's got solar power panels, and it's completely off the grid. It's what wow. we call a uh, – I'm using air quotes here, uh, Graham uh, – a hobby farm. I mean, it's got um, not a greenhouse, but it's got – you know, raised beds and gardens and stuff like that. And it's on 
little over three acres. Um, it's in the neighborhood, but um, really great neighborhood, really great access to the river and crumpler. Now, if I'm listening to this or checking this out and I'm away from here and looking for that second home or maybe just a reason to come to Ash County, mm-hmm. that could be it. It's going to be for the right people. I it's got to be for a right situation, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not your come up here, you know. You're not going to hang out there for the weekend. No, I mean, you could, but I mean, it's it, the, the the couple that owns the house that's selling it because they're relocating because of family. Okay. They um, actually, I mean, it's if you want to be earth conscious and climate conscious, you can live completely off the grid. Okay. I mean, it's got wood stoves. It's um, it, it's a different type of living. But okay, that's what I should have said. We we have made the plans to actually hook it back up to to Brimco if we have to. Okay. Like Blue Ridge Energies, uh, if a buyer wants more of the traditional, just come up here, throw your steaks on the grill, right? Pull out a cold beer and stuff like that. But it is a really nice little little cabin. So that is doable. Yeah, it is it doable. back up to the grid. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. I would probably be in favor of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I just want to come home and you know, turn, on, turn on the TV and, you know, let the dogs play and right. go from there. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, let's see. What else should I ask you about as far as real estate here today? Um, anything else? Uh, we, we did mention briefly uh, on the interest rates. Do you still feel they're good right now? They're still amazing. I mean, my dad being a local builder here in Ash County, um, he tells me stories all the time of in the 80s, you know, when they were 16, 17% interest rates. You yeah. Know, he was selling houses, owner financing houses at 10% interest, which is almost double what they are today. Right. Um, I mean, I bought my house a couple months ago, and yeah, I'm paying a higher rate, but when I was complaining to him about the half a percent extra I had to pay, yeah, he's like, yeah, but my first house, John, was at like 18% interest, and yours <laughs> is at like four, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I right. think in the history of things, and if you look at graphs, if you all that, it's it's still unbelievably low. Okay. Um, so I don't think that should deter buyers. I think it will make some buyers realize that, you know, the house you could have afforded with your pre-approval or anything like that yeah. six months ago you might have to come down ten or twenty thousand dollars. Do you think we'll ever see those again that are that were really nuts there a while back? Those really super duper low. Well, real estate and interest rates have always been ebbs and flows. Okay, I mean it might be ten years, it might be five years, it might be twenty years. Sure, knows? but it always works in ebbs and flows. And I mean, I've been very, I hate to say fortunate, but I learned from it. I went through my web design company, the dot com bubble. That was in our like okay. third year, okay. and that crushed us, but we were able to survive. And then. My fifth, fourth or fifth year real estate, we go through the recession. Yeah. So I've always learned of, hey, it's not always, you know, steak and potatoes and gravy all the time. You've right. got to be conscious. But when it is good and interest rates still are really good right now, if you look historically, it's still a good time to buy if you can find the right house. You just might have to look a little bit longer and you might have to, you know. Be a little more patient. Be more patient. That's right. the, that's what I tell all my clients. I mean, this is. Typically with second home clients, I say it's good. This is a nine month process. Yes. You know, you're not just going to come up here and see a hundred houses one weekend and fall in love with one. Right. The good, a good and bad thing about the high country is we don't have track builders like Lennar, KB Homes, DR Hortons, uh, which means a lot of our houses are historically good quality because we have great builders up here in the high country that have confidence in their work and they stand behind their work. Um, right. Versus I've worked for some of those track builders, not those specifically. And Anybody can throw a house up in 60 days, Yeah, it's going to have problems eventually. Yeah, exactly. And I've, I was selling those houses, and I saw those problems two or three years down the road. And it's gotcha. like, well, how did we build a house in two months? Yeah, exactly. 
some really good information here today. We're chatting with John Gatewood from Realty One Group. Uh, just all kind of tidbits to share with uh, real estate. But I did want to give you a chance to focus on the uh, the Stomp and Brew for 2022 here as we wrap up here this afternoon. And you're you're heavily involved with that. And we'll do another podcast down the road for that. But uh, you said things were tickets were going well now or selling well now, right? We had our ticket release party last Tuesday night at Craft Bistro. I want to thank them for being more than gracious to open up on a day off. And okay. they provided all the food and a little buffet and, and staff and stuff like that for us. We've probably doubled our sales on our ticket, our first week or two of selling this year compared to last year. Um, I am very proud we added up the money the other day. We've donated over $40,000 to Shoes for Kids in, the, in over three events. That's wonderful. That's or fantastic. Three events in four years. Yeah. But uh, ticket sales are going good. It'll be October 1st. It'll okay. be the day of the event, which I think everybody liked the fall date. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some changes going on. We got more musicians uh, we got more distilleries this year. Uh, we're working on more cideries. We've got more wineries than we did last year. And then obviously the same, uh, we have, you know, a lot of the same uh, breweries that will be coming. But okay. um, we have a great board, myself, Harry Gaylor, Patrick Horowitz are the main people. And we, Melody and Melody Rector and um, uh, Martin Little are obviously our, our biggest benefactor of the, of the event. But uh, yeah. we are looking forward to another year. Would like to get to our thousand person goals so that we can go to a bigger event that we have planned. So. Oh, okay, all right. So for folks right now that are hearing this, how can they find out more about it now? You can either follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look up Stomp and Brew. Okay, um, tickets are on sale on Eventbrite, or you can go to StompandBrew.com uh, to find out about the location and click. You can volunteer. We definitely do need volunteers. Um, is the is the event the same place? Same place. It'll be in the parking lot next to Ash County Cheese's factory. Okay. Uh, we have right. the same streets closed down, classic car show. Um, we have uh, craft vendors, food trucks, um, you know, pretty much the same thing as last year. We're hoping we can get over 1,000 people, so don't want to tip our hat too much, but hopefully we can grow this into a much bigger event. One thing I did notice um, – Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but last year was the first time you guys had more shade out there, tents. We did. We had a, a 20 by 40 tent, and we we're trying to get a second one for this year. That was well thought out. Whoever yeah. thought that out, you know, or really did a nice job of doing that because uh, people took advantage of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 was un- up, I, I was up front with Patrick checking tickets and IDs, and we were both sunburned to a crisp, even with putting sunscreen on all day. I bet. I bet. All right, his name is uh, John Gatewood, the, the only one I know, by the way. It's nice to nice to know that. Absolutely. I know I know your identity as John Gatewood. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was joking with somebody who works with me, and I said, well, they kept referencing me as Gatewood. I said, well, that's what everybody calls me. Nobody ever calls me John unless it was my mother and I was in trouble. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, one other thing I wanted to ask you, John, how can folks get in touch with you if they'd like to talk more about either uh, Stomp and Brew or real estate? Um, my cell phone number, which is always on me, my cell phone's always on me, is 828-773-9852. Easiest way is go to johngatewood.com, just J-O-N gatewood.com, um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I do a lot of marketing through there. So okay. If you just Google me, I'm not the chef somewhere in the country that has the same spelling of name. But, oh, okay. Um, typically, if you just Google me, you'll find me. He's a local guy. You'll find him, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, John, thanks for being here today and uh, keeping us up to date. We'll chat, um, I guess, once again in the fall on the Stomping Brew. But uh, as they say in the biz, happy selling. All right. Thank you.